to God be the glory. Hallelujah. We have made it to season two. My life in this ministry would not be possible without Jesus Christ leading the way. I give God the glory for using me for his glory. Before I begin, I pray that, Lord, that you will bless and bestow upon me the full armor of God in Jesus' name, the helmet of salvation in Jesus' name, the breastpiece of righteousness in Jesus' name, the shield of faith in Jesus' name, the sword of your word in Jesus' name, the belt of truth in Jesus' name, and the shoes of peace in Jesus' name. For no weapon for and against that shall prosper. Any tongue that rises up in judgment shall be condemned. This is a call to repentance for our prophetess to some of our ladies, part two. God, you said in your word that in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Verse 17, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Father, I pray that in Jesus' name, more and more people will seek your will and stop believing the many lies of the enemy. One being the Bible is man-made. In St. John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. You have shown me the error that has been presented in the world as many has come from your own mouth. However, it has raised up many generations to honor you, Lord, with their lips and their heart is far from you. No matter what the world has, what the world says, there's only two paths in life. It's either Christ or the world. In order to truly have Christ, we must first admit that we are sinners in need of a savior. Next, we confess that with our mouths, Christ died for our sins and he paid the high price for our sins. We must accept Christ into our lives as our Lord and Savior. For Lord, you're such an amazing God and I thank you, Lord. Father, I humbly ask that you will bring order to our lives through your word. In Jesus' name, I come against the enemy's plan to deceive us, Father. I pray that you will lead the way. There are many religions out there but the word of God says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one gets to this father except through me. You have revealed to me that when your word has been taken out of context, the scriptures being isolated, it takes away your true meaning and creates a religion. And for Lord, you're also revealing to me that whenever the Jezebel spirit is present, that it won't be able to stay long because they have the itching ears searching for clues and then they try to find a way to be able to catch some of the men that are off guard and then that's how she plans an attack in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for God I know that there are some women myself included not to the extreme as others have been tempted and have fallen short. And I pray that in Jesus name that you will forgive us, Lord, and that you will have mercy on us, Lord. Thank you for your patience and thank you for the mercy that I have received from you thus far in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For God, I pray that in Jesus name, you will seek to 
that we will seek to build a relationship with you and not our local churches alone. I pray that you will give us a constant hunger and thirst for you. For God, you said in your word that in 1 John 5, 7, for there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. In order to truly serve the Lord, it must be in spirit and truth. Christ died for many reasons. One being to fulfill the law and the prophets. We must remember the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is a holy trinity and won't be fully effective without all three. They are one and the same. In order to have Christ, you have to accept him as Lord and Savior. Then we will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And following Christ is now a way that we can build, the only way that we can build a relationship with our Heavenly Father. I pray that in Jesus' name that you will show us your word, through your word, how to please you and how to properly serve you. How to overcome our fleshly behaviors through your word and the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit and how to give and receive love and how to have a true relationship with you. Lord, I pray that we will stop trying to box in your spiritual teachings with human understanding. For in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 8 and 9, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts the bible warns us so many times beware of false teachers and false prophets second thessalonians and second thessalonians chapter 2 I mean, yeah is second thessalonians chapter 2 and 7 you are warning and preparing us for the lord's second coming and it will start at verse 7 for there for this lawless was lawlessness is already at work secretly and it will remain a secret until the one who is holding it steps out of the way then the man of lawlessness will be revealed but the lord jesus will kill him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him by the splendor of his coming verse 9 this man will come to do the work of satan with counterfeit signs and miracles verse 10 he will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that will save them verse 11 so god will cause them to be greatly deceived and they will believe this last verse 12 then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than good lord you have placed this message heavily on my heart to bring order and correction to our lives through your word that is intended to expose the lies of the enemy and to bring us to a place of humbleness and repentance. When I was growing up, I was taught many worldly principles that goes against your holy word. I learned it in school, church, and home. I have, be- I have become self-righteous, hateful, self-willed because in the world they hate Christ. I was trying my hardest to fit into the world and no matter what I tried to do, to bring Christ to the world, I was persecuted, rejected, and left out in the cold. Romans 12:2. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect in the will of God. I have learned for every single problem that we face in life, there is an answer in your holy word. When I first 
became a true believer, I struggled with serving God and flesh. I thought I can still make our own. I thought I could still make my own decision and God was going to give me what I truly desired. When I first came to the faith, I learned if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our own heart. Once I started to delight myself in the Lord, I struggled with him and to later and to later had to repent. I learned that God has a divine order found in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3, but there is one thing I want you to know. The head of every man is Christ. The head of every woman is man. And the head of Christ is God. I said, okay. Well, when I read that, I thought I had a choice not to get married. I thought that I could serve the Lord and not have to be married. I didn't want to remarry because the first time I married, for all the wrong reasons, my my ex-husband became an idol for me. And I wasn't willing to forgive myself for turning my back on God. I struggled to fully submit. I was confused and didn't know how. I was serving him to my standard and expected God to go along with my will and not fully surrender to his will for my life. I learned that women was never intended by God to be leaders. He has called men to be leaders. I didn't understand his divine order. If I'm not willing to fully submit to God's authority, how can I submit to a man's authority? Now that I bring this message, now to bring this message into context, I was taught early in the book that in the book of Genesis chapters one through three was God's true intentions for us to live by. I learned God created man first, then woman as a helpmeet, and so Adam would not be alone. And then in Genesis 1, 27 and 28. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. Then God blessed them said, and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, and the animals that scurry along the ground. Going into Genesis 2, 23. At last, the man exclaimed, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken from man. Verse 24. This explains why man leaves his mother and father and is joined to be with his wife and the two united into one. Marriage was the first covenant God established with his children. I kept reading book after book in the Bible and kept seeing the Lord saying, wives must surrender to your husbands in the world that I currently live in it promotes abortions saying we have a choice to murder. The Old Testament doesn't apply and being a single mother or woman is accepted. When the Lord told me to pray for my husband at the time I was married I made up in my mind I wasn't going to be with him any longer I felt a disconnect from God. I refused for so long to pray for someone I truly didn't want I wanted God, not a husband. I can admit I became bitter, judgmental, prideful. Day by day, my heart grew colder and colder. I wanted God, but not a husband. The world set it up for single moms through the government programs not to need a man in the home. Our men are being emasculated because women have become independent. Some have belittled and 
tribe to control our men. Homosexuality is heavily promoted in today's society. Men with multiple women without committing to one woman. And the same goes for the women. In the world, they push for do out thou wilt philosophy. And that's leading more believers further and further away from the true will of God. I said, I don't want a worldly man. They can't keep it in their pants. They chase the things of this world. And I don't have to, and I don't have time for them. I wanted God. I wanted God, but the closer, the closed-minded, I but I was closed-minded to the idea of marriage. I wasn't truly living by God's word. I worried more about myself and what I wanted over God's will for my life. The more God asked me to pray for my husband, the less and less I prayed. I thought I was doing everything right. I wasn't looking to be with another man out of wedlock because I wanted to be able to dedicate my full life to God. Then I ended up with, and then end up with multiple kids struggling to take care of them alone because of my dark past with men. I was totally disgusted with men. I used to wish men wasn't on earth because of how bad I was treated by them. I felt alone and isolated. I thought as long as God got my back, I can do what I want. He's going to protect me. I was told I'm a prophet by a few people. Then they was trying to put me in a pulpit as a single woman to open a ministry just for women, basically telling them, you don't need a man, you need God. So many women around me were so weak for men. I had been there, done that. What's next, Lord? He led me in a dream one day about being married. And I said, that's not a part of the plan. I hate, I had hate in my heart and I didn't recognize it. I went around like, I don't need a man. I'm independent and the world accepts it. I was like, I'm gonna be good alone. But deep down I was struggling spiritually. The more I hated the idea of having more kids and being married. The further away I was moving from God. I said, marriage, yeah, right. But on the low, I was willing to fornicate here and there because a girl got needs, you know. But I didn't want any strings attached. I felt like I was in control of my life. I made my own decisions. In my walk in Christ, I went from being delivered to returning to my old vomit. I started partying. Drinking, smoking weed, fornicating, and working like crazy to keep up a godly image. And it was falling, and I was falling right into the hands of Jezebel all over again. The prophet, eh, me preaching in the pulpit, never excited me. I was around other women who believed that they were prophets and belonged in the pulpit, running a ministry that would end up being for women because... Men don't like to listen to women because they think we nag too much. So they say. But I learned that it's, we're supposed to talk to men like they're adults and not children. I pray that in Jesus' name, that Lord, that as I am repenting and humbling myself for being guilty of that thing, that very thing, the nagging and complaining. I pray that in Jesus' name that more and more women will humble themselves and that they will repent for nagging and complaining. And Lord, they will seek your heart and not the heart of man. I thought about ministry, but owning a church, nah, 
too much responsibility. I judge religious people too much to open my own ministry. I was a complainer. Why the church don't do this and that? Meanwhile, I wasn't consistently going. I always had to work and pay bills was my number one excuse. I thought once I got saved, that all that's all I had to do. Go to church when I can and do what I want. I slowly stopped making time for God and making more time for myself, my goals, and pleasing the world for my own personal gain outweighed my desire to fully surrender to God. I would go to him when I was in trouble. Then one day, owning a church in a pulpit every Sunday, I said, nah, being married and having a ministry as a prophet, nah, that's gross. So once I said, how to how the twerkers, then I ended up going bikers. I stopped seeing, seeking God's face because he kept saying, pray for your husband. I was confused and I learned God isn't the author of confusing. I cried out to God and said, I don't want to go back, but how do I move forward from here? What do I need to do? He said, repent and return to your first love. I did it and I was still struggling to stay with him. I didn't want, I didn't want to go in and out like before. I prayed and I prayed. He told me to relocate. I did. Then he said, pray for your husband. I swear, I could have died. I wanted to die. I was so upset with God. Like, why do I need a husband? And I have you. Then he said to me, forgive her, I forgave you. That was really hard for me to do at the time. He showed me how. I like isolated scriptures saying, vengeance shall be mine, saith the Lord. And you will reap what you sow. The Lord and I, we were going back into a fourth. It was hard for me to fully surrender him to him. I trusted God to fight my battles because the more I fought them, the deeper in sin I fell. So I had some parts in and I left some out. I was, it was a burning desire in me to go into ministry, but in a pulpit, I would have hated it. I would have never been a fan of leadership roles. I was never a fan of leadership roles. And women that does want leadership roles in my past, I've seen them display actions of being prideful, hateful, jealous of anyone and everyone. I never wanted to steal the glory from God. I knew that much. The Lord separated me from the women that I met as a babe in Christ that taught me how to pray and all I knew until I repented. I had been guilty of choosing what I wanted to do and no one could tell me different. Once I repented, I learned Christ is supposed to be ahead of us and not behind. We are to walk together with Christ instead of him chasing us. This message is for the single ladies interested in opening a ministry for yourself without consulting God first. Through his word, he has shown me in the book of Genesis chapters 1 and 3. And women will justify their actions by referencing the story of Deborah. But when I would ask where to find it, they would tell me, Google. So, I did. She's found in the book of Judges, chapters 4 and 5. She was also married. Most women in the Bible were married or being set up to be married. 
For example, Ruth and Boaz. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you will bring order to the lives of our women looking to be in control. This is a Jezebel spirit. In the book of Corinthians, chapter 12, 27 and 31, explains the, the gifts, 1 Corinthians, the, the gifts in full context. Each gift it explains comes from the same Holy Spirit. No gift is greater than the next gift, just like no sin is greater than the next. We should not be in a position to where we are able to judge people for the things that they do behind the scenes because we too struggle with our sinful nature. For there are many women that judge men for not being able to control their sinful nature when behind the scenes they struggle as well. But it is covered up because they speak on others and not themselves. I'm judging men for not being able to control their sexual nature, but behind closed doors, I struggled as well. And one day I broke down my pride and have fallen short into the same sin. I focused so much on others and not the Lord. I was guilty of isolating scriptures and using them out of context. The book of Deborah, for the sake of time, read, ladies, Judges chapters 4 and 5, the ones that are using this as a reference to justify your actions for saying you are a prophetess of God. To paraphrase, she was one of the 12 judges that judged the children of Israel because of their disobedience to God. She didn't go out alone. She went with Barak to Kadesh. She was used by God to prophesy with a song on her heart to judge Israel. And for 40 years, there was peace in the land. The story of Deborah has been taken so far out of context for people that have never read it and didn't know where to find it but yet it is used to justify why you have called yourself a prophet of God going to the pool and going into the pulpit alone God never intended for women to be without a man women have been created for a man as a help me and to bear children if a woman is working full time that would give her less time to give for her to seek the Lord's face it would in turn cause her to be out of the order of God. Trying to use scripture to justify it doesn't go well with God. I noticed a couple of men was able to do ministry without being married. Jesus and the Apostle Paul. In the story of Job, he was married and she said, Why don't you curse God and die? She was killed. The Lord restored everything that Job lost and then some. Lord, you are showing me the error of my ways. I was guilty of boxing you in and creating my own religion because I just could not see myself bowing down to you. But Lord, I thank you for humbling me. I learned that you can't hold on, hold yourself up to a good person standard that comes, that doesn't come from humans. That only comes from you, Lord. I thank you for setting me free through your word, correcting my ways, and showed me your divine order. I remember you led me into the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verses 18 through 29. That, that is the church of Thyteria. 
the corrupted church. I grew up in that church and everything I learned there, I had to unlearn when you had me placed there. That was for me to be able to strive and learn that there is more to life than seeking the face of man. Lord, I thank you for sending me to a faithful church and that you are those that, that is the church that you are keeping and protecting from the hour of trial that will come over the whole world. I know that I have repented and turned away from the error of my ways. Thank you for your patience and mercy on me. Before I read Revelation, I would like to read 1 Kings 16 and 31. The origin of Jezebel, as though it were not enough to follow the example of Jorobam, he married Jezebel, the daughter of King Ethabal, the Sidians, and he began to bow down and worship Baal. She led her husband to worship a foreign god. With that time, people in which in that time people were throwing their babies into the fire to worship Baal, which is not in that is not of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of Israel was at the time before. This was before Christ was introduced in 2 Kings 9 and 7, verse 9 and 7. Verse 7, you are, reads, you are able to destroy the family of a heat, your master. In the way I will avenge the murder of my prophets and all the lords, you were killed by Jezebel. Read 2 Kings chapters 9, 30 through 37. For the sake of time, from the Bible, the church of Thyatira talks about the Jezebel spirit. Read chapters, the book of Revelations, chapter 18 through 29. I will go there. For... Write this letter to the church in Thyatira. This message is from the Son of God, whose eyes are like flames of fire, whose feet are like polished bronze. I know all the things you do. I see your love, your faith, and your service, and your patient endurance. And I can see that your constant improvements in all these things. But I have this complaint against you. You are permitting that woman that calls herself that Jezebel who calls herself a prophet to lead my service astray. She teaches them to commit sexual sin and to eat food offered to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to turn away from her immorality. Therefore, I would throw her on a bed of suffering and those who commit adultery on her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn away from her evil deeds. I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person, and I will give to each of you whatever you deserve. But I also have this message for the rest, to the rest of you in Thyatira who have not followed the false teaching, deeper thoughts, as they call them, depths of Satan. Actually, I will ask nothing more of you except that you will hold tightly to what you have until I come. To who are vicious, who obey to the very end, to them, I will give authority over all nations. Verse 
They will rule the nations with an iron rod and slash them like clay pots. They will have the same authority I received from my father. And I will also give them the morning star. Anyone with ears must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. And in one of my previous lessons, there was, there's the Eastern star and there's the morning star. The morning star is found in the book of the revelations. The Eastern star is the counterfeit. That is Jezebel spirit. That same Jezebel spirit was killed in the book of Kings. She was the daughter of Baal and did witchcraft and many things that was not pleasing in the eyesight of God. And some of you ladies know that behind the scenes that you're chasing these prophecies. That is witchcraft. And I pray that in Jesus name that ladies, you all will repent to God, cry out to him and ask him to have mercy and patience over you. I pray that you will give them an opportunity to repent, Lord, as you have done with me. I pray that in Jesus name, more and more women will stop listening to each other and seek your counsel on what direction to take in ministry. In the book of Genesis, Eve was tempted by Satan. She took the knowledge of good and evil. God's order is God, Christ, man, woman. Thank you, Father. I pray that the, for the women struggling to stay in your presence, I pray that you will have mercy and patience like you did with me. I pray that they will see the error of their ways and repent. I pray that they will seek your face and not the world. The world promotes sin, you promote holiness. I pray that this prayer will touch the hearts of many. God, you said in your word, we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Father, I thank you for removing the scales from my eyes. For Lord, I thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For God, I pray that you will use this prayer to touch the hearts and lives of many. God, you said in your word that we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Father, I pray that you will remove the scales from my eyes. I just thank you, Lord, for me being able to have the opportunity to repeat that again. That we will be able to overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, Lord. I thank you, Father God. I thank you for you removing the tape that the spirit of Jezebel placed on me. Thank you for removing, re removing the lies from my life and revealing the truth. Thank you for loving me through my shortcomings. I pray that you will bless my ministry and use me to continue to pray for our current and future generations who live in a world that believes do what thou will when the scriptures talk so much against the blasphemy. If we live in the ways of this world, it will weaken us. It will cause us to live a life in the flesh. Matthew 26 and 41, keep watching, pray, so that you will not give it to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Though some versions say the body is weak. I pray that you will strengthen our spirit through your word. If we choose the world over your work, over you, Lord, we will be weak. Father, you said in your word, when we are weak, you are strong. The world has many temptations we can fall short into. Thank you, Lord, for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. 
so that we are able to have a relationship with you and to be one with you again. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray that you will use this as an opportunity to break the chains off of us, Lord. For God, if it had not been for you fully surrendering your life over to the Lord, dying on the cross for our sins, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we would not be here for God. You said in your word that great is he that lives in me than he that is of this world. I pray that in Jesus' name that we will be able to have strength in you, that we will be able to have courage in you, that we will be able to have hope in you, that we will be able to have stronger faith in you, love in you. I pray that we will be able to continue to strive to grow in Christ. For God, you said in your word that he who endures to the end will be saved. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I lift your mighty name up on high in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. Let your will be done, Lord. Manifest itself and come forth. God, I pray that you will use this prayer as I am humbling myself to repent to you, Father God, for I know that I am guilty of judging others without taking a, a look at myself in my life and the mistakes that I made. I blamed everyone for my mistakes and my problems, Lord. And I thank you right now that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that God, let your will be done, Father God. Hallelujah, Lord. For God, if it had not been for the things that you have done, Lord, for us, providing a way for us that we would not be able to humble ourselves before you. We wouldn't even be here, Lord. For God, you said in your word that the wages of sin is death. And you have came to redeem our life, to restore our lives and make it anew, transform us, deliver us, separate us from the world, calling us to holiness and righteousness in you, Father God. I pray that is that I'm coming to you as humble as I know how. For Lord, I repent and I turn away. For Lord, I was being of this world, living of it and not willing to be separated, God. And I repent. I pray that you will continue to lead the way, Lord Jesus. But God, if it had not been for the things that you have done for me, on Calvary, Lord, I wouldn't even be here today. Hallelujah, Father God. Have your way. Have your way, Lord. I pray that your spirit will flow through me like a rushing river. I pray that you will fill me up, Lord. I pray that you will overflow our cups, Lord. I pray that you will fill up each and every person that has an opportunity to share the good news of the gospel with someone. I pray that you will fill up their cups and overflow them, Lord, so that they are able to see Jesus, Lord, through your children in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For God, I thank you, Lord, for exposing the lies of the enemy and showing us the ways of Christ through your word. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.